Craft Beer Radio episode 90, September 26, 2007. Craft Beer Radio, a show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Jeff Bear. I'm Greg Weiss. How you doing, Greg? Very good. Congratulations on show 90, Jeff. Oh, congratulations. Yes, I'm glad to be back in the saddle. We've had a little bit of time off between mm-hmm. shows here. We haven't got much feedback about the hop tour, or the malt no, tour, have we? No, we, we certainly didn't get anybody calling us sellouts. Yeah, not much feedback at all. It's so. disappointing. Oh, well. On to the show. Tonight, we're going to be doing some big bottled beers from Allagash Brewing Company. These are uh, Belgian-style beers. Allagash is out of Portland, Maine. And we're drawing the prizes for the DVD giveaway. It's prize drawing day. So let's see. What should we start with? None of these beers are like main, like a good start right. starter beer. They're all, all right. hardcore. La, 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 that one. This one? No. This one. That one. Okay. So this is Allagash Creu Ale Aged in Oak Bourbon Barrels. <laughs> Good to start with an oak age. Okay, so, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. No, let's do it. You sure? Yes. Okay. <laughs> These beers are caged and corked, so let me pull the thing off here. 750 milliliter caged and corked. These beers are not the cheapest beers in the world. This one went for sixteen fifty at the local bottle shop. Wow. Oh, this can pop. It's pouring with a nice golden color. A lot of haze on this one. It's got about a finger and a half worth of billowy head. And it's a... This is a wheat beer? It almost has a weedy aroma. I'm smelling a bit... uh, Saison, I think it smells like. Yeah. Maybe it's more of a Saison, you're right. Now that it's it's airing out of just a bit. So this is what smells like a Saison, an oaked Saison. Very, very interesting. We're drinking these, by the way, in tulip glasses, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose they are. So, Jeff. Yes. Maybe we should start giving something away. Let's start off with... Let's, let's give some stuff away. What do you say? Giving some stuff away. Now, first of all, we should mention who got the grand prize, which is the Flying Dog Panties. Okay, so the first person who wrote into us and bought a DVD, the two qualifications are Justin Dunlap. Congratulations. You will look great in these doggy-style panties. Now, you're not out of the running for other stuff because the panties were a special case. So, right. let's start. So, so, here's the list. All right. Let me get the random number generator up. Okay. We have a good number of responses, but not everyone's going to get a prize, unfortunately. What's the top number there? Okay, so, first prize. Let's pick a prize first. What do we want to give away first? All right. You pick a prize, so I know the number. Okay. So, let's start off by giving away one of these Brooklyn baseball caps. The Brooklyn Brewery baseball cap, the very first one is going to Brent Coleman... Brent Coleman, congratulations, congratulations from Greensboro, North Carolina. Let's give away all the Brooklyn caps before I... Uh... All right. Jason Newquist. Jason, congratulations. Aaron Thomas. Aaron, Aaron Thomas. Thomas, congratulations from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay, so those are the Brooklyn baseball caps. Make sure you, if you can note those down, that'd be great. Let's do the Boulevard Brewing ball cap. Paul Peterson from Tulanton, Oregon. Okay, so next up is the Surly Pine Glass. Surly Pine glass. The winner is Heath Bintiff from Marietta, Georgia. Congratulations, you win a surly pint glass. 
Next is the uh, Gonzo Wild Dog. It's like an 8-ounce glass from Flying Dog. Mark Stam, Palatine, Illinois. Congratulations, Mark. The Flying Dog, Wild Dog Dog Bowl. Ryan Genovese, you win that. You're in Washington, D.C., and you get a dog bowl. Hope you have a dog. <laughs> or a place on, at a bar to put a bowl. Right. Okay, so next we're going to do a, a Trogues Nugget Nectar Work Shirt. This will be the lucky winner of the Ferguson cool Ferguson Forest Products Incorporated David shirt. <laughs> and on the back it's so screen with Nugget Nectar. That's a cool shirt. I like that. Kelsey Roth. Kelsey in Somerville, Massachusetts. You win the Trogues, David. So, okay, let's go back to the beers for now. We'll do some okay. more drawing later. Sounds good. So we're drinking the uh, Algash Creu. Ale aged in oak bourbon barrels. Bottling January 2007. 11% alcohol by volume. Yay. 512 cases volume bottled. It's interesting. At first I was noticing a lot of fruity components, but now that it's had time to, to warm up, the oak is really coming through. There's a lot of oak in this. I guess I'd call it a Saison or maybe a, a, a Belgian Golden. is probably more mm-hmm. along the lines. I think it has the smell of a Saison, but I, yeah, definitely in that category. It smells Saison, but it doesn't really taste, you know, doesn't have some of that funky taste you'd associate with Saison. There's more, the taste seems to be more Belgian golden with a little bit of that sweetness at the end. Um, a strong amount of that oak, I mean, right up front mm-hmm. and the back. And something of a lingering sweet taste on the on the palate. Yeah, it's it's certainly a sipper. At 11% alcohol, it better be. <laughs> and it's probably a show where we should have had some helpers. Yeah. <laughs> To say the least, Whew, I don't know if we can do four of these. Yeah, we might only do three. Because I hate to leave you know, all these beers half full, too. Yeah. Got a couple of news items here. All right. So, Big Gets Bigger. Great American Beer Festival has grown its list of beer to 1,884 beers. I'm going to taste every single one. <laughs> yeah, I bet. <laughs> you are going to have a press pass, though. What's the story behind that? A press pass... Is um, they really tightened the reins on them this year because I guess a lot of new media people, mm-hmm. podcasters and bloggers, you know, us pseudo journalists right, right. wanted passes. So first of all, you had to have a fairly successful podcast to um, qualify. You need a reach of two thousand listeners, which is around where we're at or just above where we're at, depending on how you count the numbers. Right. And um, depending so, on time, basically. Yeah, depending on how long you wait, because. Right. The real ravenous listeners get the show within two weeks, and right. that's about 1,800 listeners right now. If you let a show hang around for a month and you look at stats for a month worth of show, then the stragglers come in and bump it up over 2,000. Right. But I don't really count those as true. The numbers in our like, circulation, if you will. And then, so I got the credentials, finally. I don't know why. I mean, look at it this way. If you subscribe to a magazine, you get it right away, but then people buy it on the newsstand later. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but... The longer the time goes by, you get people who are just checking out the show, not really, but they guess they count too. Which they, is, they count. You, you could easily put, you know, 2,600, 2,700 because we've had shows go up that high. Yeah, I guess you're right. So then they made me like basically promise on a Bible that I was going to cover, like they said, you need to have a show or something dedicated on the on the Great American Beer Fest. I'm like... Take a look at what we do. <laughs> it's it's the most you know target rich environment that I've ever yeah. been to. You know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep the mic packed away in the hotel room. You know, so I had to swear that I'm gonna cover the hell out of the beer fest, and I got a so I got credentials. 
But apparently on the website, you only get the credentials are only good for one public session. So there's like things I want to cover in multiple sessions. Uh-huh. So I'm still going to have to buy a ticket, I think. So, but the, the credentials will get me into the media luncheon and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So it'll still be cool. So I'm starting to put together my itinerary. Speaking of the Great American Beer Fest and the itinerary, I'll put a link in the show notes. I have a, a shared Google calendar with what I'm, where I'm going to be. So if people want to find me, hook up, you know. And I'm going to still try to do like a little craft beer radio get-together. It's going to be very impromptu. It's going to be, you know, let's say it's going to be Friday night, probably around 7 o'clock. I'm not sure where. I, I joked on one person's blog that it was going to be on the sidewalk outside of Denny's. Um, <laughs> I don't think the beer selection there is going to be very good. No, not very good. But you do get Grand Slam breakfast. Exactly. So yeah, check out the link, and if you want to hook up with Jeff at Craft Beer Radio at the Great American Beer Fest, I'd be hook happy up, to huh? hook up. Yeah, <laughs> ladies only. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fun, and uh, I'm just looking forward to having four days of beer-filled madness. Cape Crusader writes an email: Why have you driven me to research ketchup? Stop. For those of you who don't realize, on on our last post show, we did a whole spiel about is a ketchup artisan or not uh and on today's pre-show you can take a listen to basically what the outcome of that is i won't say any more i'll let you explore on your own there's some posts on the message boards it's a really interesting conversation and uh cover a lot of different points there the beer retard says i love the west coast ipa show it's too bad he couldn't have thrown in the green flash ipa and alpine pure hoppiness with those other san diego ones well we get what we can, unfortunately, beer retard. <laughs> Love the name. Uh, there's, um, we, we'd like to, hey, if we could do every beer in the world on a show, well, it, it would be an interesting show, but <laughs> it would also be a good show, but we can't. Everyone would have the local beer. Speaking of local beers, got an email from Boulevard John. He sent us a link, freestatebrewing.com. Located in Lawrence, Kansas, about 30 minutes from Kansas City, and they're a brew pub. And he says they don't think they distribute outside the pub at the moment, but they're in talks with uh, a local brewery to maybe bottle some beers and get some drafts around the area. The reason he wrote was because Draft Magazine rated it very highly. Here's what Draft said. Without a doubt, the best Oktoberfest available here. Magazine says it's in the top 10 Oktoberfest beers you can get in North America. The quote is, it's dangerously delicious. In fact, you shouldn't even try it. Just leave it all for us. Uh, yeah, okay, well, um, good to know, Boulevard John. If you can, if you're anywhere in Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, you see that around, go for it. Um, Thirty minutes from Kansas City, so you're not like in Dorothy Land. You're yeah, you can, you can actually get there. <laughs> yeah. So you also, get some really good barbecue, I'm sure there too. He also Kansas writes City. to say that Boulevard Brewing has a new smokestack series: seven fifty milliliter bottles, a triple, a double wide IPA, six glass quad, barrel aged quad, and saison. Very nice. So it sounds like a pretty exciting new series from Boulevard Brewing. All right, so let's try another beer here. Let's go with the uh, 11th anniversary. Sounds good. This is their 11th anniversary ale. It is the ale they brewed for their 11th anniversary. And they made it one time because it was their 11th anniversary. (laughs) This is what we do. We don't have notes. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very accurate description there, Mr. Weiss. (laughs) 9.2% 9.2% alcohol by volume. Open cautiously. Contents under pressure. By the way, Crappy Radio is now a company. Yes, we are a limited liability corporation. We uh, use some of the DVD sales to incorporate 
which gives us some advantages on taxes and other things. So we're going to have to change the ending. We're Crafty Radio LLC. Right. I don't know. We're, we're kind of playing around with it, and we'll see if it, if it works like we want it to. Um, it's not exactly, I mean, it's not like big change or anything. Everything it allows still, us to write off beer. Right. And that's basically the point. <laughs> and, and although somebody emailed us and said, you guys should have done that, but... And I hope they use those exact words. You, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> yeah, so. Much more of a, of a cinnamony brown sugar kind of. Yeah, this one pours a, a Belgian, I mean, if I was just looking at it, I would say Belgian double. So it's a, it's a medium brown with some orange highlights on it. Fluffy white head, creamy head, if you will. Not quite as pillowy as uh, the other one. The aroma is a lot more subdued than, than the last right. one. You gotta get in there and really try to find it and get a little bit of malt. Like you said, like a little some brown sugar or cinnamon. Yeah, notes, a little bit of brown kinda, sugar. Maybe maybe almost a little um, clovey. See, I'm not getting. See, that's what I was expecting to smell was some Belgian esters or phenols or something in there, but I'm not really. Give it a nice twirl. I think you'll find it. Okay, just a little bit, but it's a very clean mm. aroma. Not bad. It's a nice double. Uh, okay, so let me describe the taste here. So, because not bad is not exactly the. <laughs> it's not what we normally describe. The, the paramount of descriptive force. Okay. Mm. Sweet and kind of earthy off the bat, with some notes of, of fruit, some kind of cherry esque notes, um, an alcohol presence in the back of your tongue. Getting a lot of vinous flavor, a lot of grapey type flavor Isn't in it? the bottom of it. Yeah, those, those, that, that dark fruit kind of It's almost where you expect the malt to be. I'm getting this, not really raisin so much, but more grape flavor, like grape vines type flavor, like green grapes. Hmm. Hmm. Yes, I see, I see that. Um, there's also a little bit of a, of a, of a cherry there, and, and the alcohol is kind of mm-hmm. contributing a bit to making that a little bit of a sharp flavor. There's a hint of tart cherries. Yeah. It's a pleasant beer. It, it it's pretty good. At the end, there, there's a little bit of a of, of a hoppy kind of, uh, just a little bit of a hop bite. See, I thought I was getting some strange Belgian yeast hop bite, but then I realized, well, maybe there's still a Belgian yeast hop bite, but that's what I was picking up. Yeast hop bite. Belgian yeast with a hop okay, bite. Okay, I see. It's a. But then I realized. Then I, yes, concatenation of the two. <laughs> But then I kind of, that's what I kind of identified as the green grape flavor, too, I think. So I'm, I'm rolling it in, in the green grapes. Yeah, like I said, there's a bit of a sharpness at the end there. It's kind of hard to quantify exactly what that is. And I, I relate it more to kind of hoppiness. It almost kind of is it's reminiscent, but it's not quite the same as that noble twang. Okay. It could get metallic if it was a little bit more present, you know. Um, but it's not quite there yet. I think it's time to give away something else. Yeah, let's give away some more stuff. We have a Dogfish Head t-shirt here. Dogfish Head t-shirt. It's a nice shirt. It's a ringer tee, green shirt. Um, it says something on the back, but it's folded pretty nice. I'm just going to leave it go. The winner is Brian Hunt. Brian Hunt from Spring Lane, Michigan. Big Hop from East End Brewing Company. It's a green t-shirt. Buy a good friend of good beer. Large. Let's see what the God Machine says. Jeffrey Benson from Minnetonka, Minnesota. All right. We have a Boulevard t-shirt. 
from Boulevard Brewing Company in Kansas City. Douglas Evans. Congratulations, Stockbridge, Doug. Georgia. We have another Nugget Nectar shirt here from Trogues. This is a work shirt that, that went unused. It's from Hall's Timber. Daniel. Daniel. And on the back it says Nugget Nectar. It's a great silkscreen of his fist squeezing this hops. If you remember from way back when, when we interviewed Chris Trogner, he was describing the beer when it first came out. That is Robert Bose. Congratulations, bro. Robert Bose. You win the Trogue shirt. <laughs> bros. bros. Don't tease me, bros. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, a shirt from yesterbeer.com. And this is a True Blue Beer and Ale, Northampton Brewing Company, established 1898. So it's a vintage, old-school T-shirt. Justin Dunlap. Hey, won the panties and the shirt. That's Woo-hoo. right. Justin Dunlap wins the uh, True Blue shirt. It's another shirt from yesterbeer.com. This is Atlas uh, Prager Beer. I, I'm having a blast. It's give give it away. Stuff. Yep. So, yeah, this is another vintage shirt from yesterbeer.com. Tom Schmidlin. Awesome. Hey, oh, former beer drink of the year. What is that shirt again? That was yes, uh, Atlas from Yester Beer. Congratulations and then, to us. This is my favorite shirt here. Long sleeve black Surly Brewing Company shirt. Surly logo on the front. The winner is, well, that's weird, Jeff Bear? No, I'm <laughs> uh, Joseph Pucci. Or Pucci? I think it's Pucci. Pucci? Pucci. I think. Joseph Pucci. You win from Malden, Massachusetts. Congratulations. You get the Surly... Surly shirt. Surly shirt. All right. Back awesome. to the Allagash 11th anniversary. This is so good. This could be their 12th anniversary, wouldn't you say? It tastes more like a 12th anniversary than 11th. I was thinking it's more of a 10th because, you know, you, you pull out all the stops in your 10th. This is a really good double. This would... It's got just enough sharpness to... Well, Oh, the shirt is kind of weird at the end, though. Yeah, it might might be missing Maybe the double mark with. with a little bit for the maltiness. It might it be tastes a, great at first, but I think that sharpness hits in. It's kind of kind of dulls okay. my opinion of it a bit. Now, I I don't think I'm really down on it for any particular flavor. I don't know if it would qualify as a double if you were judging it on style, but drinkability, it's it's tasty beer. Would you qualify as a Belgian dark? I mean, I don't know what I qualified as. It's it's. Because it has a, it's a light body. It's not as full as a double. It's not as malty as a double. So you're saying it's not a ketchup. Oh, here we go. You see? Now he sees where I'm coming from. Now his, now his wires are crossed. Uh, I wouldn't say that. There's un- We were talking about how beers don't have Mm-mm. to follow style to be a good beer. It still tastes like beer. It doesn't taste like barbecue sauce. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it tastes like barbecue sauce. We could we could do this all day. <laughs> yeah, I know. Good arguments or bad arguments, we can still do it all day. That's true. Nick Decker wrote us an email. He wanted to tell us about Weasel Boy Brewing Company. Oh, it's a new. <laughs> is that your new thing? <laughs> a new place that started up in July 2007 down in Zanesville, Ohio. Anyway, he was a. Uh, Curious if you heard anything about it. He tried their Scottish Yale at a microbrew festival a couple weeks ago and thought it was pretty good. Guest festival was sort of their coming out party. <laughs> we haven't even had that much beer to drink. <laughs> I know. Anyway, he says it's a uh, it's great to see more craft brewers in Ohio. So Zanesville's not entirely too far away from here. What's a 
I'm just thinking, you know, I got, hey and my other one is, oi, oi. <laughs> just trying out something new. <laughs> Watching too much soccer, man. Watching that Women's World Cup or whatever. Go! <laughs> Greg's been watching too much Women's World Cup, apparently. <laughs> But no, Zanesville, Zanesville, Ohio is not too far away, so we might have to roll out and check out Weasel Boy. I, I should rant on soccer. I'm going to rant on soccer in the pro show. Because uh, yeah. right, right it's almost as boring as baseball? Oh! <laughs> it hits me where it hurts. Uh, this is a bit... Yeah, well, our personalities are a little bit different this show, aren't they? Mm. Maybe it's because we're giving away so much stuff and we're just giddy about yeah, giving away I think, stuff. I think that's what it is. I mean, we're just like, woo, we get to throw stuff away. I mean, give stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> wow, okay. I, I'm now, we have to be careful we don't turn into one of those bad beer podcasts, right? <laughs> so let's not get too giddy. Well, we need music in the background for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, all right, let's get more stuff away then. All right. We have this ladies' flying dog. T-shirt. It's this little stretchy thing. Ooh, it's a lady. Jason Inga, congratulations in Lexington, Kentucky. You win the ladies' flying dog shirt. Ooh, we got another dogfish head T-shirt here. Mm. Well, guess who wins? William Nordman from St. Louis, Missouri. You win dogfish head shirt. Ooh, and we're oh last T-shirt. If you wanted a T-shirt, cross your fingers. We got a flying dog. <laughs> Give me a Woody T-shirt or. For their uh, Woody Creek White Ale. So this says, give me a Woody on the front. Daniel Podina from Garden City, Michigan. All right, that's clothing. That's clothing. A couple more things before we go on, I guess? Yes. All right, so we got the Beer Journal. It's a book we talked about a couple weeks right. ago where it has a place for take notes. It has all the PJCP style guides. It has, hopefully, uh, the person who wins this likes to take notes. I hope you like to take notes, Randy Farmer from Marietta, Georgia. Here's one of the nicer gifts we're giving away. This is a four-pack of glasses from... They're all nice. Okay. One of the ones I like more than some of the others. <laughs> it's a four-pack of glasses from Boulevard Brewing Company. Matthew Petty from Maryville, Tennessee. You win the four-pack of glasses. Well, Jeff, let's go to beer school. Beer School. Okay, so we've got three books of Beer School. This is the book written by Steve Hindy and Tom Potter, the founders of Brooklyn Brewery, telling how hard it is to open a brewery. So <laughs> if uh, hopefully the next three people are planning on opening a brewery and uh, can read this and know what the heck they're getting themselves into. Oh, Richard, why does your name have to be so hard? Richard Razanek. I think that's right, from Easton, Pennsylvania. You win Beer School. Randy Wood. You in beer school. <laughs> it's my <Yeah>. Oprah voice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you want beer school? <laughs> okay, one more beer school giveaway, number fifteen. Number fifteen. Christopher Eckberg from Franklin, Massachusetts. You're going to beer school, buddy. So you wanna give away more stuff? Do you let's let's finish the beer first. More I mean beer. we haven't really talked about the beer. I mean this is a beer show and we've like talked nothing about the beer. Oh, it's one episode a year. Oh, here's something we can talk about. I printed I got uh, a new t shirt design on yes, Cafe I Press. That, yeah. So I oh they're around here somewhere, I don't know. But they're uh they're uh, a line sketch microphone and C B R in front it says Craft Beer Radio on the back with the webpage address. Um uh, they're available on our website through Cafe Press. You can get them there. 
There's a, a just a one dollar markup over Cafe Press price for us. Now this is a shirt that I can get screen printed. If there's enough demand, I'll get fifty, a hundred, whatever printed right. up. There'll be a lower price better to quality, give probably. better quality and lower price kit to pass on to you and maybe take a cut of it for ourselves. We'll have to see how it works out. So I'm going to set up a something. I don't think we take a cut out of that. I mean, I think it's just that's kind of a promotional thing anyway. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, the one guy asked if we were getting a cut because he wanted to support us. So I'm going to figure out what kind of interest there is, whether I can get a screen printing run made of these shirts. Or and maybe we can convince Scott to make a CBR beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right on that. <laughs> we are giddy today, aren't we? All right. Yeah. Let's give away more stuff. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, let's do – let's give away a pint glass. Okay. This one, you didn't have to buy a DVD. So, uh, what beer am I time? What beer are you? So, the clues from last week were, I'm a pale Weizenbach. I'm a pale Weissbach. I was brewed in Kelheim, Germany. I'm the first collaboration my brewery has done in 400 years. And next, I'll be brewed in America. And the answer is the Schneider Brookliner Hofweizen. Hofweizen? Yes, Garrett, this was the one that Garrett Oliver was actually in Germany brewing when I was at Brooklyn Brewery. Oh. So I didn't get to meet the fella. So that was the answer. We had 16 people who um, answered correctly. We got Brian Hunt, Eric Conrad from Jenkinstown, Pennsylvania, Randy Wood from New York, New York, Brian Greenwood from Portland, Oregon. Jason Casas, Benjamin Scott, Crappy Pete. You're not Cappy Pete. You shouldn't put He's your Crappy down like Seattle that. Suburb Pete. He just can't count. Oh, I can't. I see you. You changed it to not Pete. Crappy. He shortened it. Oh. Well, don't be so hard on yourself, Pete. Uh, Craig Belson from Valley Stream, New York. Justin Dunlap from Hillsborough, Oregon. Chris Eve from North Wales, Pennsylvania. Steve Sage, Upland, California. Tom Schmidlin from Seattle, Washington. Eric Court from South Minneapolis. Kurt Wallinger from Oshawabanon. Wisconsin, you're going to make me pronounce that name every time, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Kelly Marshall and Rick Razanek, who just won Dr. Shed t-shirt, I think, or something like that. He won, uh, he won something good. Anyway, from Eastern Pennsylvania. Winner's number 14, which is Kurt Wallinger from Ashwabanon. Awesome. All right, well. We have clues for another Wepi Arma. So, I was brewed... <clears throat> I'm brewed by a brewery that opened on August 20th, 2007. That was less than a month ago. Very much so. My brothers included IPA for each season, a fruit triple, and a bourbon stout. Despite how it sounds, there's no black magic in my brewery's beers. I sound like a beer that Les Claypool would like. So if you know what beer this is, it's going to take a little bit of research. You can send an email to WBAI at craftbeerradio.com and you'll be entered in the drawing for the next East End Brewing Pine class. Buy a good friend a good beer. Indeed. Should we do another beer or should we give more stuff away? Let's give away more stuff so we can at least All focus right. on the beers a little bit at the end. All right. We got two books from Bob Skilnick Beer, A History of Brewing in Chicago. Joe Wayman, You in Chicago Beer. It's David Gorgos. Okay, so the next book is Go from Chicago to Kansas City Hometown Beer, History of Brewing in Kansas City's Breweries. Derek Poulamus. This is a book that Boulevard sent us. That's a cool looking book. I like the look of that one. And you win it. Hometown. Looks like it's a picture book. I mean, big pages. There might be some great photos in there. It's a good coffee table book, I think. It's it's shrunk wrap, so we can't look inside. 
Okay, so now we got the book. The book. We got two of them. We got the Brewmaster's Table from Garrett Oliver. If you want to know how to pair food with beer and uh, learn lots of other great beer brewing history. And you like to read. Yeah, it's, it's a big book. It's uh, 361 pages. Oh, I've been reading a good book, too. I'll talk to you about it. Ha, ha, ha. Richard Sharp from Boca Raton, Florida. You win the Brewmaster's Table. Michael Smith from San Jose, California. You win the Brewmaster's Table. Okay. Okay, so now we move on to the collectible items. Yes. We're going to give away Chimay pint glasses that come in a box that might have other incidental ingredients. Okay, so the winners of the Chimay collectibles. <clears throat> Samuel Windsire. Austin, Texas. Hopefully they're all in the United States so I don't have to ship these things overseas. Yeah. Keith Lawless from Northboro, Massachusetts. David Morton from Southampton, Hampshire, in the UK. Charles Milan in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Brian Westcott from Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. Robert Wright from Lafayette, Indiana. Jason Costina from Mankato, Minnesota. John Rumbach from Jasper, Indiana. Chris Steinig from Rockville, Maryland, my hometown. Robert Sharp. And the last Chimay goes to number 16. Corey Voigt, Menesha, Wisconsin. Congratulations. The last six winners get two bottles of Dogfish Head Worldwide Stout. Well, two, bo- two, gla- two bottles. Two bottles where you're collecting the label of a 2007 vintage worldwide stout that uh, the internal components are incidental. Right. <laughs> Jamie Barlow. Rutgersville, Virginia. Brian Clouser, St. Peter's, Missouri. Kenneth Beeler from Spokane, Washington. Barry Henderson from Springfield, Missouri. Trevor Bass. Flagstaff, Arizona. And the last winner is number six. Bread Sheets from Battleground, Indiana. Actually, there's one more winner because we can give away the Grilling with Beer and Food book. That's true. That's true. And it's autographed for Craft Beer Radio. Right. So we'll have to throw a listener into the end of that. John Bernardini from Memphis, Tennessee. John, I hope you like to cook, because that's uh, an exciting book. I, I'm not just giving lip service because she was just on the show. I think it's a cool book. Thank you, everybody who uh, bought the DVD. Thank you for every brewery and beer-related industry who Absolutely. sent us merchandise. So we have Dogfish Head, Flying Dog, Trogues. We got Brooklyn Brewing Company sending us stuff. We got Boulevard Brewing. We got... I'm going to have to flip through this stuff. you got Bob Skilnick from author of Beer, History of Brewing in Chicago. Flying Dog. Surly Brewing Company sent us the glass and the shirt. Yesterbeer.com. East End Brewing Company. Trogues. Chimay. Chris Wright, author of the Beer Journal. Thank you for send- giving us that copy to give away. Oh, and, and Lucy Saunders, uh, author of Grilling with Beer. That's the end of the year two giveaway. That's, I mean, it's, it, it's great. I think this is, you know, this is... Better than I would have hoped. We got such such a great response from 
from both our, our, our listeners who, like we say, are, are the best listeners on the planet, and from the, the, uh, these beer companies who and 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 people related to beer who gave us stuff to give away uh, as just you know as a thank you for both you supporting the show and you know for for us being around. So that, I mean, it's really cool. I don't know what we're going to do to top this for, for year three, but we'll think of something. Have to write more people, get more stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now, the fun part of the logistics of packing this stuff starts. Mm. It has uh, the bonus show. There's a little two segment. Bonus shows. Yeah, two bonus shows and a little segment, Too Hot for Craft Beer Radio, where we were talking about some stuff that... Oh, really? <laughs> you made a comment about, oh, that's going to make it on the DVD, so it's on the DVD. <laughs> I got to get one of these then. Yeah. Yeah, I should put in my 25 bucks. <laughs> Uh, okay, so our very last beer of the night. Yeah, this is a tough one. Do we want to do Odyssey, which is... We already did an Oak beer, so... Okay, so the, Victor is a ale brewed with grapes. There you go. Let's give this puppy... We already a had a Vinius quality in the 11th anniversary, yes. so will this one... Now, the Odyssey is interesting. It was bottled February 2005. It's, it's a well-aged It's beer. old. Yep. I've had it around for a while. It's oldified. Oldification. So I'm checking the cork off this one. Pop. That's a nice pop. This was the most expensive out of the Allagash beers. I paid $18 for this beer. Mm. So it better be worth it. Ale brewed with grapes. It's a very Maybe. limited release. I think there was only like 6,000 bottles wow. made or something like that. Okay, so look, it's kind of like a caramel color. It's kind of got midway between brown and orange. And has, again, about a finger, a finger and a half worth of head. This is... Kind of soft head. Nine percent alcohol by volume. That's all the info on the label for this one. And you know, you kind of expect. Well, I was going to smell like wine. Does it really smell like wine? It kind of. It, it smells sort of like the double. I'm getting a. I'm with, getting a certain more strong. Getting aroma. a certain fruity smell, like like real fruit, like um, white grape juice. I'm getting aroma like white grape juice. I don't know if I'd go that far. It seems more malty than that. I've had a beer, you know, not too terribly long ago that is dragging me into this one. Um, I'm getting a little bit of um, mint or cinnamon in the aroma. Honey, maybe? Maybe honey. I think honey might be in here. Or, or <laughs> Yeah, tastes like there's honey in it. Yeah. There's definitely that kind of lingering sweetness. You wow. That's pretty sweet, isn't it? Yeah, it's real sweet. It's just one that makes you want to go... Yeah, it makes you kind of pucker a bit. It's good. It's got some of that uh, real cloying sweetness. Do we have a, a Unibrew? It was kind of like this. That's kind of where my head's being dragged to. But I will admit, it might be a visual suggestion because of the shape of the bottles. Because of the same bo- uni- bottles Unibrew uses. I kind of was fighting that a little bit earlier with an earlier beer. When we poured the, um, the Creu, the color... Made me think Unibrew, then the bottle shape all kind of worked in. It was this weird suggestion pattern that was happening to me. Yeah, I kind of, I like this more than I think I should. <laughs> to be honest with you, I think it's it's not bad. It's got a weird kind of cloying sweetness at the end, but okay. Now I'm tasting the grapes. Think of the um, the red and white we had from Dogfish Head, and you're getting a lot of similar flavors to that with the grape juice type flavor. Yeah. In there. Okay. Now I don't like it so much. Dang, my my example made turn Greg off. No, it, it's not that. It's like I, I thought I was okay with it, and then I tasted it again, and it just hit me wrong when I when I, when I tasted it. It kind of was like slapping me in, in the back of the mouth, saying, "Yeah, here's some sweetness," Blah! and throwing like lots of sugar on it. 
And I mean, I don't know whether honey is actually used in here, but it definitely tastes like there's there's that you know big monstrous sweetness in there. Out of the beers we had so far, I'm a big fan of Allagash. They're wheat beer. They're Allagash right. white. They're double. Right. I think are really good beers. Those are the two that I can think of right now off the top of my head what they taste like. I'm trying to think how they compare to these limited edition, super expensive bottles of Allagash. Enjoyment per dollar. I think those guys really oh, yeah. take the cake. Yeah, I'm not. To be honest, you know, this beer would. This might have been a slightly different show if the beers were kind of more to our liking. I think that these beers weren't quite. They weren't quite up to the challenge of fighting off our giddiness and giving stuff away and stuff like that and coming back. Sucking us into the beer yeah. as opposed to being right. sidetracked with giveaways. Yeah, I mean, if we were doing, say, The Lost Abbey Show right. now, I think it'd be more, either it would have, A, ruined The Lost Abbey Show, or we would have been so drugged back into the beers that the giveaway would have really been it'd second. Be a two-hour, three-hour show second or Second thought, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's just, you know, it, it's the luck of the draw sometimes. I, 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 I like the beers. I like them yeah, all. I mean, but, I mean, I now I'm looking at these. You know, to be honest with you, now I don't particularly like this one. The, the, I'm looking the at the orange one. price tags. I paid for these beers, and I'm like... They're not worth the price tag. I, I, I'm going to go out and live here and say I find it hard to recommend those last two. Um, I mean that that double that 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 thing at the end. There are other doubles that don't have that kind of tang at the end. I don't. I, I still don't think I would call that a double. I don't know what it's ranked on the internet. Uh, style categorized that as on the internet. I don't think it had enough malt to be a double. It was dark double color, but it had a much lighter. Mouthfeel to it, and much lighter body, and not as much uh, caramel. Right, and this grape one, you know, I really can't. I mean, I can, it's drinkable. I can. Well, I mean, it's not. It's not a drinkable beer, but I can drink it. I'm not like spitting it out or something, or asking to throw it out. But it's uh, paying eighteen dollars for it. That's a little absurd. And the, I know the price on that one was high because it was so limited. Right. I think, like I said, there was just. It was like either 6,000 bottles or 600 cases or something silly small like that. The first one, I, I can see that being an enjoyable beer. I mean, it's an interesting take on on what I think is more of a Belgian Golden with the smell of a Saison, but it's more of a Belgian Golden style with mm-hmm. a little bit of oak in it, which is interesting. For all these being three-quarters of a liter, it, it's a get six friends over and split yeah. it with six friends. Two of us really can't take... like. I we hope you have six friends who are into beer. I mean, that's yeah. a, a tough. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I had a cookie. little beer tasting, these are the beers to bring out and let them try a little bit of each. Right. But we got three half full beers here, and I don't think we're going to finish them. No. In the well, post show. I just do my ranking right now. So the very okay. first beer, which was the Creu, I definitely ranked that first. Like I said, I, I, I like the idea of, you know, oaking up a, a single, a Belgian, you know, a Belgian golden. Mm-hmm. Right. It works. It does work. It, it's a little expensive for, for what it is, but I can see that working. Uh, next would be the... It's funny how because we've never, over two and a half years of Crappy Radio, have really talked about price. Yeah. Usually my point of view is price doesn't matter. It's about the beer. But these guys had such a premium on the price because, uh, to refresh you, Creo was sixteen fifty. The Victor was $18.00. And the eleventh anniversary was sixteen fifty. This is from a cheaper place, right? This is from where is this, this from? is from Three Sons. Yeah, this is the best price in town by far. Right. These same beers at D's would be 
50% more probably. This is a landmark thing because this is the first time where I'm saying the beer, to me, money's not been an object until these beers. We're not talking about buzz per dollar. We're talking about enjoyment per dollar. For, yeah. You know, how much enjoyment you're getting out of your drink. And none of these have been, have really hit us high on the enjoyment okay. scale. So the Creu was your number one beer. Number right. two, you're going to put? Uh, the um, 11th anniversary. Because I, you know, the the double part of it, or what I felt was double part of it, was good. But then it had this this thing at the end, which kind of threw me off every time. Uh, and then the Victor, which uh, I just I'm not a real fan. I'm, I'm I just played all night. I I can't even really call it like like you said that all these three beers were good. Mm-hmm. I can't really say this is a very good beer. Okay. It has a lot of grape juice in it, and if you like uh, red and white from Dogfish Head, then you would probably like this beer too. Uh, but red and white's mm, five dollars cheaper bottle. So <laughs> my order is going to be the eleventh anniversary. I liked that grape vinous flavor, and I thought it was unique. It wasn't a double. It wasn't because that vinous flavor. I mean, it was like kind of like Kolsch flavor, right? Right. But it's certainly not a Kolsch. It's not a double. I thought that was interesting. I like the eleventh anniversary. Number two, I'm going to put the Victor. Because the Creu, the oak, I, I can find it enjoyable. But out of the three, I liked the oak component the least out of anything. So it just, I, I thought the oak was overpowering for the beer. If that thing was like a pure Saison, I probably would have loved it. But I think the oak detracted from it. Fair enough. Let's wrap this thing up and get into the post show. Yeah. Um, see you next week for what we hope will be a more structured show. Oh, we'll be, we'll be back to normal next week. We'll do a good quality craft beer radio. Thank Congratulations you for, to everybody. Congratulations for all your stuff. Please don't email and say, where's my stuff? I'll get it out as soon as I can. Uh, but thank you for buying the DVD. Thank you for just listening to the show, the people who didn't buy the DVD. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing thinking that 2,000 people listen yeah. to Greg and I talk about drinking beer. <laughs> it's really cool. So thank you very much. Getting all ramped up for it's the like great. Talking Am- about playing video games, like you know, just talking about what you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Getting ramped up for the Great American Beer Fest. Like I said, there's that link to my calendar. Talk to you later. Boy, boy. That's all for Craft Beer Radio. Send us an email at beer at craftbeerradio.com or check out our website, craftbeerradio.com, for forums and more information. Our music, opening and closing, were Out of Towners by the band St. Dragon, available from the Podsafe Music Network at music.podshow.com. Craft Beer Radio is licensed under the Creative Commons license. Check out craftbeerradio.com for more information. Party on, everybody.